Welcome back to the WCCP podcast. My name is Nicole Epps, and I am part of the team at the Whole Community Child Protection Project. The Whole Community Child Protection Project brings the Bedford-Stuyvesant community together to educate and empower one another to prevent child sexual abuse. Child sexual abuse and exploitation is a topic that is far too often overlooked. It's uncomfortable to talk about, it's difficult to confront, but it is an ever-present epidemic. And unfortunately, communities of color, like my own, and vulnerable communities like Bed-Stuy are disproportionately impacted. Now we know that sexual abuse is a difficult topic that can be very triggering. We invite you, if you need to talk to someone or need help, to please call 866-4LIGHT or text LIGHT to 741-741 for free 24-7 confidential services from trained crisis counselors. On today's episode, we're joined by one of my favorite people in the entire world my daughter, Grayson. She is 13 years old, and she obviously does not want to do this podcast. But as a mother, which is the most important job I will ever have, and for my daughter, who's the most important person in my life, we wanted to learn a little bit more today about what teens know about child sexual abuse, what they talk about with their friends, where they get their information, and how we can work with all of you to keep you safe. So now it's my pleasure to introduce my heart, my life, my daughter, Grayson. Hi, Grayson. Hi, mother. (laughs) So I guess the first question um, that we have for you today is that often when we have conversations about preventing child sexual abuse or even any topics related to children, we very rarely have children in the discussion. So what's it like being a 13-year-old today? Um, it's interesting because you're not a baby, but you're not a teen. Technically, you're a teenager, but you're like the lowest of the teenagers. So you're acted like a kid by the teenagers, but then you're too old to be a kid by the kids. That's true. Is that tough? Is it annoying? I mean, it's not really that annoying because I have like an entire grade that I'm that I'm not friends with, but we've known each other for like a long time, so it's not that annoying, but I suppose it could be. So, you know, um, one of the things that we're talking about is how teens get their information. So where do you and your friends find out about the stuff that you're not really comfortable talking to your parents about? Um, so a lot of that, I guess, doesn't exactly like from like the web, but like probably like, I have to say like, like, because on iPhone, you have, like, these, like, little news apps that, like, sometimes just, like, pop up with stuff. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, like, I'll just, like, scroll through those. But – or, like, we'll hear about stuff from our, like, teachers during a history lesson or if something, like, product happens over, like, break or over the weekend on the radio, then we have, like, a discussion about that. That's cool. You know, so while I'm sure you tell me every single thing that happens in school every day, Mm -hmm. um, I'm obviously kidding. Um, How do you and your friends like deal with problems that are going on? So like, you know, you have a friend and I'm just going to call her Christina, right? That you talk to every single day (laughs) and night when she's having a hard time with her parents or her sister. What do you guys do? Like, how do you guys talk about that? Um... 
Sometimes, like, we'll just let them complain, but other times we'll just kind of, like, try and talk about something else so that, like, they don't think about it for a while. You know, I think the question I have, so let's go back to Christina, right? She's, like, your best friend, right? And it's the whole group of you. And we talked about what happens when, you know, she's having a bad day with her sister. You guys talk about it, right? But what happens if she were to tell, like, you and your squad, I know you're cringing, um, (laughs) about something serious like what if she didn't feel safe when her uncle came to visit or maybe you know she had a coach and she felt like he or she was being super weird when she was getting changed what would you do for something like that well I mean we'd probably like talk about it and then see if there's like something we could do to like not have them be around them and then talk to like an adult okay and but and, and, generally what, what, doesn't come to that Well, yeah. I mean, this is a hypothetical. So like when in the conversation would you want to talk to an adult? Like when do you think like, okay, we're doing the best we can as friends, but like maybe an adult should get in there. What, what would you, like, when do you know that moment? Like probably like she says something like really serious about it. Like, Like, I don't know. I haven't had that conversation. So. Well, I'm super happy you haven't had that conversation. But I think, you know, when I was growing up with Grammy and Grandpa, and I think they're like way stricter than they are with you now, um, you know, I didn't always tell them stuff that was going on and stuff that was going on with my friends. Like, I remember that things would happen, right? And I just wouldn't tell them. Like, I wouldn't tell them like, oh, wow, I had a really weird experience on the subway or you know, there were some creepy guys when I was walking home. And it's not because I didn't think that they would believe me. I just felt like, eh, I don't want to talk about that. So I guess what I'm wondering is like, you mentioned that you would talk to an adult. Like, what would you say? I don't actually know. (laughs) Like, well, what would you say if Christina said to you, okay, just, we're just doing a hypothetical, right? Suppose like, let's just make up this scenario, right? Um, there's a coach. He hasn't done anything. He just makes her feel really weird. You know, you guys have decided because you're a team that you're not going to leave her alone with him, but it still makes her feel really uncomfortable and she doesn't want to tell her parents. But you still think that it's weird and you want to talk to an adult. How would you bring that up? What would you say? My school is like this like little anonymous box thing where like if you're concerned about something where like you can just like write it and then just like leave it in the box. But... We might just like, we'd probably just do that just so that it's not like out there. That's awesome. And I'm going to take it one step further. So that's awesome that you guys have that at school. And I think that's a great idea having an anonymous box. What if this was like outside of school? Like, what if this was like, you know, your coach you have at camp? You know, like you guys Um, went to volleyball camp. Well, I mean, there's like a lot of like people there that like you could talk to, like other coaches. Who you might probably be more comfortable with or like the owner or someone like that. Mm-hmm. What about your parents? Well, yeah, but. <laughs> so tell me, I was 13 once. You're 13 now. What makes it so hard to tell your parents about things that are going on in life? I don't know. Cause it's like weird. Sometimes like. There are things you don't want to tell your parents because it's just awkward. That's fair. But how can your parents keep you safe if you don't tell them what's going on? They can't. 
do you think that parents are going to like freak out? They're going to yell. They're going to be upset. Like what is the thing? I don't like, I don't know. Like, I guess some people might be scared that they might yell or like get upset, but also like it might not happen. But it's also just like really awkward to be like, oh, hey, yeah. So there's like this guy following me and my friends down the subway. Like just want to let you know that. Mm. And then just keep talking about like the rest of your day. Okay. Well, that's fair. And that's super honest. What could – so I'm sure that there are probably more adults than 13-year-olds listening to this right now. What could we as adults do to make it okay when you're telling us something? I mean, just like try not to freak out, I guess. Like this doesn't like apply to everyone, but like if you just like try and like be quiet and like listen for like the 15 minutes your kid's telling you something. And then like either like if it needs to be continued, like the conversation needs to be ta- continued with, like try and keep it going. Or like if it doesn't, just like let it go and try to do something like quietly about it. Do you think that – um you would want us to tell you what what steps we're taking or just well, be like, I feel Thank like that you. would be, well, I mean both. Like if it's about me, just say like, I would probably just say thank you. But like if it was about my friend, like I would like to know what would be going on. But I also know that if it was happening to me, I would like to know what's going on. So maybe like a halfway point. What do you guys know about child sexual abuse? Do you, do you learn about that in school? And I know that's kind of an unfair question because I'm your mom, but do you learn um, anything about that in school? Not really. Like, like I feel like we know what it is, like, in, like, the barest terms, but not, like, oh, this is how this works and, like, all of the details about it. Okay. Do you feel like, even though you know the barest of details and, you know, everyone has different experiences and so it's highly personal, subjective – what would you has uh, let me start over so you have the barest of sort of information to learn about child sexual abuse in school have you been taught where to go for help oh yeah i mean like we're told like there's always your counselors and your parents and your teachers yeah so what do you think about kids who may not be close to their parents hate school right where do they go to find information? Where would they go to find help? So if you didn't have any adults that you were super close to, where would like the typical, and we know that's not true, but like where would a teenager go to find information? I don't know. Like maybe the web, I guess. Okay. So like I know that a lot of you guys, um, not you because you're not allowed, but (laughs) are on Instagram, but there's like Snapchat and TikTok, right? You're still not on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? No. Okay, cool. Um, But like a lot of people get their information there. How do you guys know the difference between what's real and what's fake? Because I feel like I could go on TikTok and be like, hey, guys, I'm a ballerina. Nobody like, well, you know, that's not true. But like, how do you know the difference? Like, how do you know what's real news and like not someone who's pretending to be like a doctor? Um, Well, like I think that like. Well, we got, like, this whole spiel, like, the first day of school about, like, real sources versus fake sources, and that went on for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we got taught how to research properly. And then we also have, like, or, like, well, I guess, like, even on TikTok, like, you, like, you'd probably know, like, the difference between, like, an actual doctor with credentials and also, and, like, someone who's just, like, oh, brush your teeth to make your 
so that you actually like don't have cavities or something like that like like you probably like like if you hear someone talk about like something like I guess like if you like if you like you can probably like hear if they actually know stuff about it rather than just like going off the top of their head about something it's true I mean you know one of the things I think about a lot is that you and your friends are really really smart and you're also 13 and you think that you know everything um and that's actually a fact Grayson so it's not opinion um so my question for you is we all make mistakes we all do things that we wish we didn't do or maybe we did something that you know we know we shouldn't have like maybe we went on TikTok with our friends when we're not supposed to, or maybe we have a fake Instagram that we don't want our parents to know about. But then someone gets into our Insta or social media, and now they're making us feel uncomfortable. How do you, or what do you need to do to be safe and to get an adult involved, even though you might be scared about getting in trouble? I feel like first, like, try and, like, like, if you, like, can, like, maybe, like, delete the account and, like, the data off of it, like, do that and then, like, well, actually, I feel like do that second, but, like, try and, like, t- try and talk to an adult first. Like, they're probably going to be mad at you, but, like, they'll do something. That's good. I think that it's important for you, not only as my child, but in general, to know that the love that the adults have for you is unconditional. So there's nothing that we wouldn't do for you to keep Mm -hmm. you safe. That's our job. And so while we might be disappointed in some of the things you do, there's nothing that's going to make us stop loving you and not make us want to not protect you. So you shouldn't be scared because the most important thing is that you're safe. So I guess one of my other questions for you is what can we, you shared it a little earlier, like what can we do as adults? And I'm not just talking about like your parents. I'm talking about like your aunts and your uncles what can we do to to keep you guys safe or like create an environment where you feel like you can tell us anything? What are some things that we can do? I don't know if this is like my family specifically, but like if someone doesn't want to hug or something, just like don't hug them. Like you can just wave. It's okay. Like let, I feel like if you like let them have their own boundaries, like say, okay, I don't want to talk right now, then they're fine. But um also, I kind of just, like, try and, like, listen. Like, even if it's, like, dumb things, just listen to them. That's awesome. Is there anything that you can – any advice you give to other 13-year-olds when they're dealing with, with tough stuff on the other side? Any words of advice or or things that they can do? Um, I don't know. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> well, no, there's no wrong answer. What about – Maybe here's a better question. What makes someone a good friend? Um, I mean, I feel like all my friends are like people that I've known for a while. So mm-hmm. I'm like close to, but like someone like you can actually trust and joke around with and say like dumb things, but also have like conversations with instead of just being like, oh, how's the weather today? <laughs> okay. And when your friend tells you a secret, do you keep every single secret? I don't keep every single secret, but if it's, like, something, like, actually serious, then, like, I'll probably have to tell someone. Mm-hmm. Even if Gina's going to be mad at you? Even if Gina gets mad at me. 
Yeah, because sometimes keeping those secrets, right, it just makes it worse, right? And so sometimes you do need to get an adult involved. Any mm-hmm. parting words for our listeners? Um, have a good night. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I want to thank you, Grayson, for joining us today and giving us a peek into the mind of 13-year-olds and how to be a good friend and keep yourself safe. I think we've learned a lot today about the importance of listening, not freaking out, um, and trusting you guys to know when an adult needs to get involved. So I want to thank you for joining us and for being an awesome daughter. Super glad that you're Mm -hmm. my kid. Um, And, you know, one of the things that we talk a lot here at WCCP is that our words need to match our actions. And so that is why we are running a pledge and share campaign this month, because we need people to stand with us, stand with youth like yourself, Grayson, and to talk about the hard things, even if it makes us uncomfortable. And so we want to spread awareness through our resources, and we need people to promise that they will take the pledge and share. And that pledge can be as simple as saying, I'm going to have a conversation with my daughter tonight. And I'm not going to freak out if she tells me something that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Or I'm going to invite people to listen to this podcast. I'm going to invite people to visit our website. But most importantly, we want to thank you, Grace, and we want to thank your friends as well to let you know that it is our obligation to help keep you safe. And that is our number one job. We can only be successful at that job if you talk about it and let us in. So know that the adults in your life are not trying to cramp your style or be in your business, but it's because we really love you so much that we want you to be safe. So again, thank you to Grayson. Thank you to everyone who's listening. We know that child sexual abuse is a really hard topic to talk about. It's even harder when you have to confront yourself as a parent or an adult about what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. But I think the most important thing in all of our families and our friends' lives is that we need to listen. And the first step is listening to the youth in our lives about how we can keep them safe and what we need to do. And that it's all of our responsibilities to keep you all safe, to educate you, to protect you, and to help you if something should happen. And so once again, we invite you to take this pledge and know that it's a pledge not only to the children in your life, but it's a pledge to your community and it's a responsibility that we advocate for our children and that we will continue to talk about it, even if it makes us uncomfortable. Um, and we hope that you will join us and don't forget to visit us on our website, www.wccpbedside.org. Hope to see you there. Have a good night.